Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Today I watched a screener for a fascinating documentary called Jawline, which is in this year's New Zealand International Film Festival. It's about a young, handsome teenager in Tennessee seeking fame as a social media star. The film explores his journey, as well as glimpses into the lives of other young men doing the same, the teenage girls obsessed with those boys, and the equally youthful and very savvy businessman behind the scenes. It's a remarkable documentary, and today I had the privilege of talking with Liza Mandeloup, who directed the film. Liza, really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Congratulations. I found the film quite remarkable. Beautifully filmed, obviously beautifully directed, uh, but a fascinating take on social media and youth and the, the interactions with social media. What was it about the story that you felt, I've got to tell this? Um, I, I think that I really started thinking about what it was like to be a teenager today and grow up with um, technology being part of your everyday existence um, and what's it like to sort of develop all um, these complex emotions that you have as an adult um, while you grow up with having so many connections through screens. And I started thinking a lot about that and being like, well, what, what's it like to fall in love as like a teenager today? Um, and I started doing some research and I found these things called meet and greets. And that's kind of where um, I had my moment of, okay, there's a film, I can make a film here and I'm gonna take, it's gonna take place in this world of live broadcasters and meet and greets. I was reminded of Beatlemania. Oh, yeah. These young teenage girls going crazy over these handsome young men. Did, did that kind of strike you as well? I, a lot of people have told that to me. Um, I I don't think I'm of that generation, so I didn't I didn't think of it like that. I more thought of it like um, just like extreme fandom, um, but in a way that felt different to me because I was like, this isn't this isn't the the concert goer fandom. Oh my yeah. god, I love your music. This is I literally am in love with you, and we are connected, and we should be together. And it felt bizarre. It felt like one step way further than that. And so aesthetically, it kind of looked like, you know, a Beatlemania kind of situation or, um, but it, it, it wasn't, um, it didn't have like the logic that that, that has. There's still that uh, something about young teenage girls or young women um, idolizing Possibly boys that, that are maybe a little bit older than them or, or something. And it, it, it seems to be um, a phenomenon that's been going on for a little while. They need to, to, to sort of relate to somebody that they don't relate to in their ordinary life. Yeah, I think that um, a lot, like the world takes place in people looking to escape. So these girls are... Um, they feel like they don't have any real relationships at school. They feel like they're not understood by their peers or, or they're bullied. And they, they have family troubles, financial problems that um, they're going through with their family. And uh, they find these boys online and they're like, he really understands me. He's always there for me. Whenever I log on, he'll be there. Um, and he's the center of my universe and he makes me happy. And I think it, that's where it gets really complicated because it is making them feel like they have a community and feel like they've found something, but it's also um, the, the more they do that, the more they get further and further away from their real life. And so um, by the time I'm meeting a lot of these girls at the shows, They've spent countless hours online following them. They follow them all the time. There were so many scenarios where 
um, they had just tracked their location and showed up to a place that wasn't even a meet and greet because they had just been following their every move. Oh, they're at the basketball courts. Oh, they went to get sushi. Oh, they're here. And then they show up. Um, it's like a scavenger hunt for them. <laughs> yeah. So I think that um, I think that all that time they're spending giving to these um, the 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 boys that they follow on the, these live broadcasting apps and on um, on Musically, which is now TikTok, it's taking away from the relationships they could be forming in real life, and it's really important to have those um, when you're a developing mind. So looking at the, the, the young men who are doing this live broadcasting, what was your sense, having spent time with them, about how genuine they are as people? Do, do you think they're, some of them seem to me as though they were very genuine. Did you get that impression as well? Um, I think when I was, so I spent a year filming without a main character and I was kind of exploring a lot. We went um, to different people's hometowns, um, kind of went down the, the this road of following different potential lead characters. And um, I too experienced that where I was like, not, I don't think everybody is genuine. Um, and I think that we had followed maybe a couple characters that I was like, I can't make a feature film about you because I don't, I'm not rooting for you. I have to yeah. root for my main character. And that's what's going to hold this whole story together is having a character that like out of the chaos of this universe, you want to see him succeed. And so I, it had to start with me wanting that from my, this person. So I do think Austin is very genuine, um, our main character. Uh, but I think that, you know, he also struggles to exist in the world because he's so genuine. Because there are people there that are not genuine who are succeeding. And and so if you look at the people who are running the businesses, obviously very, very savvy, but it is about making money from, oh, from their perspective. it's all about making money. It's, I mean, it's about finding, you know, it's the whole concept of the gold rush that's in the film. It's like everybody's chasing this social media gold rush and they didn't really even know what they were getting into. They were just like, the, 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 the people that like like hopped on it earlier, the people that are like, there's a thing that's happening that I think is gonna be really big and I think it's gonna be, and I, I think that there's been many different phases of that with social media. Um, it, social media has like many different faces over the, the course of its existence. And so I think right, what was in the film is actually, um, it's almost like you have to know you, like what's in the film is 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 how the the gold has dried up a little bit. How it's post social media gold rush where everybody is trying to chase this internet fame and what happens when everyone's chasing it? It now it it now only gets um it now only is achievable if you have like some sort of well calculated. Um, system behind you. I'm in my 50s, so I have a different life experience now yeah. than those. I was trying to remember, gosh, what was I, what was I doing when I was a teenager? Being like a normal teen, probably. Yeah, not not with cell phones. Yeah, yeah. but um, it, in many respects, a lot of the content there was there was not much there, and yet people were really connecting to it, and that was surprising to me. But I guess. On one level, that is about sometimes human interactions don't have to be necessarily deep and meaningful. They're actually just about something that you share in common. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like when I when I when I was an outsider and I was first like scrolling through Instagram and looking at all this stuff, I was like, these are the most normal guys, and they're just like your regular like middle like from suburban somewhere teenage boy. Why do you have like a million followers? I, that that was my first question. And as I started filming, I started to understand that 
they are selling connection and they're selling live my life with me. And so the idea is that I am, I am just your regular average teenage boy that is going to be there for you and nice to you, unlike the boys you know in your real life. And so the more normal they are and the more they seem like it's, it's not like they're um, a superior then the, the more successful they become. And so that's kind of what you're experiencing where you're like, oh, like you, see, you just seem like a normal guy. And that, that was what I was like, wow, this is fascinating. And I think also too, it, it, where particularly Western society has got is that it's, it's pretty affluent for most people compared to previous generations going back, you know, even hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, even Austin refers to himself as being poor, and yet they've got a moderately large house. He's got a laptop, he's got a cell phone, but he's feeling he's missing out on something. So I wonder if, you know, if, if have we got in a society now where we actually have things much better for the majority of people, not everyone obviously, yeah. but it's not enough? We're, we're feeling this disconnection? Um, I think there's two things there. I think the first thing is I, I actually think that Austin's life is was very hard I, I don't i i do think they their family has like a lot of financial issues and um you know when you film in a lot of different parts of a house it can seem a lot bigger <laughs> yeah, fair enough. um but i think that um but you're right he did have a laptop and he did have like clothes and like a river to swim in yes nearby exactly and... like he 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 had these like fundamental things like his life wasn't I, I mean i didn't i didn't walk into his life and be like wow this is terrible like nothing mm. like that um, but I think there was definitely struggle there. Uh, but I think that what you are saying, if I'm right, is that, and I, I agree with you, is that it's not enough to just be anymore. Like it's, you have to, the desire for fame and for having your own brand and for being someone that's acknowledged and has a presence larger than your local, like, community is, um, is like, extremely like dominant in like in, in all all over America and that's what like we, we shot this film in over 15 states in America we traveled a lot you can't tell because um, they they all everyone it's funny because you can't tell because the internet has created this like globalization of like style and everything so like mm -hmm. you can't even tell that we were all over the place but um, but I did feel like everywhere we went, the most random place we could be in, we could be in a suburb in Kentucky, and someone's like, follow my channel, and you know, like, uh, like my page, or whatever. And it's, it's exactly what you're saying, that it's not enough to just like be anymore. You have to like, you, you're every, it's almost like every single person has this desire for online fame um, that's come out of this generation. What was your process? How has making this film changed you, perhaps? And particularly, your, I don't know what your relationship is to social media, but, but to social media has it influenced you at all in, in the process yeah absolutely I think that um, I started thinking a lot about like the psychological effects that social media has on people because you know we'd be with kids and they'd be like so anxious and I've I've experienced my own form of anxiety too um, and it was just seeing how exacerbated it was by the amount of time they spent online um, and how much time they spent following other people's lives and how that messes with your um, emotional state and I think that I started thinking a lot about um, the, the about my life, and it's like, oh, how could how could my um, mental health be cleaner? You know, how can I, you know, take out some of this trash? And I think that clearing up like how much you're um, thinking about all these other online and other people's lives online helps. I've definitely 
spent way less time on Instagram. I used to spend a lot more time on Instagram. And I think that lately I am just like, oh, I, I realize that that's not good for your mental health. And I think you just have to question all of our relationships to technology. I think that it's really new. And, I, and it's, um, it's something that like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, everyone's gonna look back and, I, and be like, remember that time that we were all like so obsessed with our phones and you would walk around and like everybody was in their phone all the time. I don't think that people, um, people will be like long-term happy like that. And so I think that we're kind of in a moment where um, we don't really understand the, the negative, or we do, we're starting to understand the negative effects of it. And I think that um, there's so much positive stuff online. Like I'm, I'm someone that came up um, like through online communities. I, I made films online. This is my first film at a festival circuit. I've made a bunch of films on the internet and I have like, I've, I've appreciated all of that, like that whole space and stuff, but I think that um, it's about balance. And I think right now what you see in the film is when, what happens when um, something falls out of balance. That was Liza Mandeloup discussing her documentary Jawline. It's a really good film and well worth seeing if you get a chance. But don't forget to visit my website for lots more content. That's andrewwhiteside.com. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening.